Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Mike Armstrong podcast show. And uh, this morning, I'm joined, or this afternoon even, I'm joined by Ben Savile. And he's a new startup uh, business coach and also a wannabe podcaster, just like myself. So uh, how are you doing today, Ben? You okay? Yeah, I'm very good. Thank you for the introduction, Mike. And thank you for having me here. I'm doing well. How are you? Yeah, I'm, I'm awesome. I'm always awesome. I get to do what I want to do every day because I'm a self-employed entrepreneur, building and chasing my dreams. So uh, why couldn't I be awesome doing that? Like, you know, <laughs> that's the dream. That's what I'm chasing as well, man. It's a great life. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And and, and actually, I didn't crystallize what I wanted to do until the lockdown recently. But I, I was always around what I wanted to do. I know myself, and I know what I want to do but I really crystallized it in lockdown. So sometimes, you know, you, you're on a path and you chase a direction, but sometimes you, you pivot slightly to a different path or whatever. So, you know, you're young at the moment. So, you know, hopefully you'll find what you want to do right now and just chase it forever. And the times be open to, to, to change and reflection and, and there might be something else that comes along at a later date. But as long as you're keeping fun, having, having a, a good journey to whatever you're going in life, then that's the main thing as far as I'm concerned. No? Yeah, for sure, man. You you pick up on like three or four extremely important points there, actually, for like myself, my journey, and and things like that. You know, actually, like as as you introduced me, I've started out business coaching. I I took the term brighter journey business coaching because it's like what you said. It's like it's a journey, right? It's not just always about that end goal. It's about having fun. You doing what you want to do now. You're a, you know you're self employed. That's kind of the life a lot of people want, or at least they want like some freedom. And I was starting to tap into that a lot more during the lockdown as well, which is obviously a point you brought up there. And, and also before lockdown, I didn't really have a clue what I wanted to do. I was always kind of, I suppose, waiting to have like, you know, one day there's going to be a time. <laughs> like of inspiration. We kind of yeah, we kind of started saying this kind of stuff before, you know, we hit record. But a lot of the time you're sort of like, oh, I'm going to wait for this perfect time. I'm going to wait for something good to happen. And I mean... It luckily did happen, you know, the coronavirus isn't a, a good thing that I'm fortunate for happening, but the lockdown and the opportunities that it's presented me, it's like, yeah, this is a good time to reflect on what I want to crystallize. And for me, that was helping people to have that inspirational journey that we're talking about, like living your own life, living like that brighter journey that you want to take. So, so yeah, definitely. Um, it sounds like you had a similar sort of uh, uh, journey to me, if you like, a lockdown uh, situation. Because, you know, the thing is, we're busy people and we're always doing, you know, lots of things. And sometimes we don't have time to reflect. And actually, lockdown gives you not just time to reflect, but it actually gave a lot of people, you know, that sort of, what am I here for? You know, th those big thought processes. Because, you know, you're, you're faced with your own mortality, if you like, you know, and and questions that you don't really ask yourself and dig deep into you. And actually, you know, sometimes people start living their best life when they come to a near-death experience. You know, their eyes open up and they realise that they're not here forever. And shit, I better do something about it. And I think right. that's been a bit like that for a lot of people. It definitely was, was a bit like that for me. Luckily, I went on a podcast of a friend of mine called The Fire in the Belly, which is a, a, an entrepreneur life story podcast. You know, I was two hours going from start to be, start to finish. And actually that helped me to crystallize my why, you know, why I do things. Because I always wanted to help people. I've been in business all my life and I love helping salespeople, marketeers, entrepreneurs. And that's what I thought my why was. But actually in lockdown, what I realized is, and actually a bit before lockdown as well, I've, I've helped people with mental health issues and, you know, all sorts of other problems. 
And actually, what I realized is I just like helping people. You know what I mean? So, so, so why do I have to just narrow it to entrepreneurs? I'm always going to help entrepreneurs because I've got sales skills, marketing skills, social media skills, entrepreneur skills, mindset training, personal development, things that entrepreneurs want and need. But I also can help people with organization, motivation. You know, I've got a happiness formula, which I invented during lockdown, which is about just being happy. Who doesn't want to be more happier? But you know what I mean? So, so yeah, I think we've gone through similar journeys. So, uh, well done. And, you know, enjoy the ride. I, I love it. I do. I love being in control of my own destiny, captain of my own ship. Right, for sure. I mean, again, it's like what well, you said, this is like a reflective time. You know, you kind of, you kind of, it is isolation, right? In isolation, you have a great chance to look deep. And that's what yeah. people sort of stop, stop doing, you know, like what I stopped doing in my, you know, well, my career before, which was just like five years of hospitality work, you know, bars, restaurants, doing my own events on the sides, a lot of hospitality stuff. And you're like, hmm, so I want to help people, but I suppose I can only help people with the hospitality trade because, you know, I know that. But then you start to reflect a lot deeper in, in like the coronavirus time. You're like, there's a problem out there. There's like multiple issues like with my life or, you know, that I could help people with. So let me stop, you know, especially uh, in hospitality is like, let me stop just making like these fun events that people sort of break away from reflecting inside and they pretend to have fun. It's like, what do you really want to change? And that was, that was me, right? I really would love to have some independence in my life. And, and it comes so simple once as well. I, I'm lucky enough to have my uncle who's a coach. So then the reflection of, of, um, of things, it's just so much easier, right? Like when we're talking about coronavirus, you get a chance to look deep. Sometimes you need someone to bounce off. Like even like, you know, now just conversations. If you can get someone on the phone just to crystallize those ideas, and after a bit of time, you're, you're like really looking deep and you're really thinking, what skills do I have? Oh my God, I have way more skills than I thought. Areva, I think you yeah, froze I, I think you froze oh. then. But um, Areva in the field on his own is a crazy nutter. But if someone else joins him, he's their leader and he's got a good solid follower and those other people will follow. So it's great to have people to bounce off. It's great to have people as part of your team, people to reflect on. So yeah, carry on. I, I just filled the gap yeah. there when you froze a bit. <laughs> Thank you, man. I appreciate that. I've had some uh, technical issues recently, but I was saying, yeah, as well, like sometimes just reflecting on your own skill set of like, if you want to make a change for me, I just wrote out five years of experience, literally all my experience. It took up loads of pages, right? As, as detailed as I could go. And you start to reflect in and, and, and you realize like, hey, I just really like helping people. I've been able to achieve it before. I've been able to move businesses forward in a small way. And it's like, well, not in a small way, but like in a way that I didn't realize, you know? And then, um, and then you can just do that and ask other people, do they want your help in that field? And, and you can just like kind of create something that way. And that's what I really realized during uh, the lockdown is you can find a way to help people and that provides so much you know you talk about happiness i think the thing that comes just a little bit before happiness is meaning i don't know if that's yeah, part purpose, of the purpose purpose equals happiness to a lot of people right yes exactly because it's like happiness kind of comes and goes you know like it's kind of all it's kind of hard to be super in control of you know keeping your serotonin levels high or whatever well, I, like, i've what been non-stop happy since the beginning of lockdown but i got a secret formula so uh you know, yeah. I got a secret sauce, a secret recipe, which I, I created during the lockdown. 
Right, exactly, yeah. How, does, does the meaning and purpose fall into that? I think, to... I think, you know, crystallizing my why definitely was a big part of that happiness. And actually, that's not in my formula. So I might actually need to change my formula, actually. <laughs> I am going to change my formula. I actually just, because I haven't actually started selling this formula yet, but I have promoted it a little bit. Mm. But I'm going to stick why at the beginning of SMART, because my, 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 my process is called SMART Happiness Program. Okay. I'm going to call it Why SMART? Question mark. <laughs> yeah, that's good. Because, so the because smart... it needs to have the why. I think the why is a big part of it as well. So actually, you helped me to help me to, to, to just slightly change the blend of my formula a little bit. <laughs> and I'm always willing to adapt and change because, you know, I'm, I'm willing to, to, to take the inspiration as it comes. And, and actually, I think the why is important. So I was living happiness, which is how I come up with a formula at the time. And I've been living, I've been mostly happy and mostly consistent and successful my entire life. So I would say I've been living 70, 80% of what my happiness formula now is. But I think the crystallizing the why and the last 20% made a big difference to my overall happiness. So I think mm. I've always been happy. And I think most people out there who are doing what they want or, or something towards that are happy anyway. But I can just tip them over the edge into consistent happiness in a daily ritual, a daily right. formula, like, you know. Is there any parts of that that you could tap into now so I can get like a bit more of an understanding of the formula? I'll give like you the formula if you want, because it's not a secret recipe. I may monetize oh, okay, cool. it. I may monetize it. I may not. I may just give it to people because like if I can spread happiness, that to me is, is value. I, I created right. value for myself in a billion ways. And plus I've got a success formula as well, which I'm more likely to monetize. So, so therefore I might just give the happiness formula away as a, as a taster. As a freebie, yeah. you know, make yourself happy. Come to me, and I'll make you successful. You know, mm. but um, so the formula, the smart stands for sleep, meditation, ability to perform, which in in my way covers exercise, nutrition, and hydration. They're the three main things that keep your ability to perform. Yeah, a random acts of kindness and targets, target setting, target achievement. Yeah, so basically, most people do some of those things regularly. No one that I know does all of them regularly, except for me. Yeah, and I've been doing them all regularly since the beginning of lockdown. Yeah, mm -hmm. and that's why I'm extremely happy because there's not just, so there's actually scientific evidence behind the whole formula and it's all scientific. It's not like, you know, mumbo jumbo or, you know, this will do this and this will make you happy. It's scientifically proven to make you happy. Yeah, sleep makes you happy having less of it does not yeah so you've got to have your seven to eight hours a day fact anyone want to argue with me let's have it up bring it on you know what i mean let's have a debate because it's scientifically proven asleep makes you happy and lack of it makes you not happy yeah meditation and mindfulness cleaning your brain and letting your brain settle is like a reboot of your computer you know what i mean it stops the snagging and the slow slowness and it actually sorts it out yeah Bring it on if somebody wants to argue with me, I'll, you know, meditating at least once a day and letting your brain clear isn't going to make you happier, make your brains, uh, your thoughts more collective and make you more positive because you, know, you know what you want to do and you know, and you can, your brain can help you do it, like, you know, ability to perform, you know, lots of science behind uh, exercise making you happy. You know, everyone always feels good at the gym when they come from the gym. They also feel good at how the gym makes them look and feel. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Hydration doesn't make you happy necessarily but not being hydrated makes you miserable 
So you're going to be happier if you're hydrated. Yeah. Um, nutrition, a well-balanced diet. There's so much evidence that having a well-balanced diet and cutting crap out of your life is going to stop you having mood swings up and down. It can make you happier. Yeah. Mm. Random acts of kindness. Yeah. Releases oxytocin into your brain. Makes you feel happy. It's like a, it's like nature's high. Yeah. yeah. So guaranteed to make you feel happier. And setting targets. Well, set yourself a big target. Give yourself the anticipation of a reward or a goal or that target being the goal. And the mm. excitement and anticipation releases hormones that makes you happier. Plus also target achievement, ticking things off and getting things done makes you happier. Mm. So it's all scientifically proven that these things singularly make you happier. Do them all together and see where you go. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. your time's... Yeah, you're multiplying it, each one. Yeah, it's, it's the compound effect of happiness on happiness on happiness. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah, for sure. I like the target setting one because I think that was a big thing. Almost, We was almost like breaking into there as well, you know, when we were saying about crystallizing your ideas and stuff. I think that's really important. Um, but maybe people shy... I think I find, anyway, people shy away from it because if you set yourself a target, you're also telling yourself the times in which you are failing. So that's that's like... I think that's the area that people you know fear but it's so important because if you don't if you don't set yourself targets you're actually really unlikely to ever achieve them and and you know and you really do know deep down what your target is you know deep down like what you want to achieve you just don't i just find it easier you know to write it down to encourage other um, people i think the stats are three percent of people in the world put their targets down on paper that's the three percent of the richest people in the planet wow yeah I think I believe that to be the stats. That's the stats I've heard. Yeah. Yeah. So you know, you know, why are people successful? Because they're happy. Why are they happy? Because they're doing what they want to do. Why are they doing what they want to do? Because they're clear in what they want to do. They set themselves a goal and they give themselves a plan on how to get there. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. It's not rocket science. <laughs> yeah, no, it's not. You know, well, it's, you know, it's quite, it's quite logical. It, that's that's like a, a big thing that i really just get like clients to do just like you know you just set a target hey set this set yourself an actual physical target rather than keep thinking like hey i want to do something that involves you know me being free or me having some independence like that was what was happening with me and yeah you'd get like these little sparks of joy when something kind of seems like it works but you never like three or four months of the time you never even set yourself a goal and you don't know if you achieved it and it was almost like this this like this random thing had to come up for the targets to be achieved and and that that was kind of like a point in my life where i i was getting into these circles of like i don't really have any targets it's great when an opportunity for me to create an event comes up because i was getting really into like creating my own events yeah what what, what events were they like nightlife events, right? Okay, so, like, yeah. well, I used to do my own nightlife events myself when I was a kid, see? So, uh-huh. uh, yeah. Yeah, well, I started off like this was like kind of my first business ventures. And, and I think this would be more of a summary of how not to do any events or like biz, uh, to like uh, do marketing, right? But it, I broke even. So, I was kind of like in the safe zone. But it was all student events. And I just promote like the hell out of these things in a bad way. Like, everything social media, nothing face-to-face really. Um, and I would get these massive high like uh, numbers on my Facebook feed or whatever. 
but no real responses. There wasn't much engagement, like, you know, which no. whereas I used to do it the old school way, Leslie, when I was a kid. I used to go partying all the time with a load of flyers and just hand them out to people. Have a good time <laughs> yeah. with people. Have a good time with people. And they would come to your event because they think, oh, you know, it's going to be a good time. Right, for sure. And then, and then that was kind of the approach that I started to take later when it was, I, I was working in bars and I was making these connections with lots of people like, uh, most of all you know like the staff that I was working with and you'd have arranged like oh hey do they have a birthday coming up or it's leaving due or I could arrange with the with the place that I worked do you guys want to do like introduction like a introduction uh, nights out so you know if we're going to hire like three people I'll be in charge of creating the events but all of these things they kind of like they had like a randomness to it, you know, like nothing like, Hey, I'm going to write down that I want to organize five or six events in a set time. It was more like, Hey, talk organic, about it. Organic opportunist, like organic opportunist rather than yeah. structured and planned. Yeah. And I think the structured plans does create a bit more happiness in the way that you said, like, you know, when you succeed and you know, when you fail. Yeah, definitely. And, and you said about, um, you know, people are worried about, uh, you know, if they set goals, missing them, if you like, well, Goal setting is a very um, important art form. Yeah. Um, I think you've frozen again. Are you are you back with us? Hello. Ah. Uh, yeah, I think you're back. I can hear you. Yeah. So uh, so anyway, well uh, Ben uh, seems to get his. Um, his Wi-Fi back on and working. Um, yeah, I was just uh, having a chat about goal setting and goal setting being a, an art form. So um, I think it's important to get your goals and your targets right. Otherwise, it can be a bit, um, it can be, you know, a bit of a, a struggle to hit them. So um, I'm going to pause it here and we'll get back speaking to Ben when he comes back. Good. Hello, everyone. Uh, and uh, Ben's back, so we'll carry on the conversation. Uh, as I as I was saying, Ben, um, setting targets is a bit of an art form. You you can't set them too far away, otherwise they're out of reach. But you can't set them too easy that they don't they're not stretching. So you just got to put them where you know, like if you're on your tiptoes and you're reaching out and you're and you're reaching as far as you can. You got your fingers going and you're just you're touching it and you're trying to get it in your grasp and then it is there. That is where the target needs to be. Yeah, <laughs> yeah you know? right, man. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So well, yeah. Look, first you, of all. Uh, First of all, thanks for, uh, you know, resetting this. Apologies to all, everyone that's listening for the break. But that was a very, very good analogy. I like that. You have to be like, you have to get it where you're really, really pushing to that last little bit. I mean, I'm reading, I, I haven't really got into it so much. The, the book, um, Your Flow or something like this, it's called, it's uh, about the flow state and uh, how targets need to be something that, really challenges you to a point where you can achieve it. You need to try really hard, but it's not too easy where you get bored. Like I think it was described to me previously before reading the book, like a Tetris game. Like you don't want to set a target or like play. If I hand you Tetris and I put it on the highest setting and you've never played it before, you're going to be like, Hey Ben, let's not play this game. This is a crap game. Like what yeah. are you even trying to achieve? If I get you on the lowest setting, you'd be like, is this and I thought it was no good, I wouldn't want to play it because it's just, I've smashed it, what's the point? Right, you know? exactly, like if I gave it to you on the lowest setting, you'd think it's a kid's game and you're like, well, is this challenging me? I can't really see the point. So yeah. it is like finding a target that's like, 
oh, I kind of don't want to do that, but I know I should. And it's like, it's going to take a bit of something within yeah. and you just got to keep doing it and like but pushing also, yourself to limits. Yeah, but also where, I, where you, you know, people are concerned about missing those targets, I've got a simple answer that solves that problem and that's just don't, don't miss targets. So put them on your toes, put them in the stretching your, your fingertips away and then hit them. You know what I mean? That is the key. You know, I've been in sales all my life, so I love hitting targets. You know, it doesn't mean I haven't missed the target in my life. I have missed the target. I'm just more determined to not miss it the next month. You know what I mean? Right. If, I, if I miss a target, I ain't missing it again. Like, you know, so something's got, you know, yeah. and for me, I'm a, I'm a, you know, nine out of 10, you know, nine out of 11, maybe target a hitter in a, as a salesperson, as a sales manager in stretching monthly targets because I don't miss them. But that's because I do everything I can to keep learning and to keep being active until I hit them. Yeah. So when you first yeah. start in a business or in a company, you might miss your targets, you know, or you might, you might set them too low and hit them easily, but you need to have them keep going up as you develop as a person, your targets need to change. Yeah. And so they should always be just, just a little bit out of reach until you can work super hard and learn to just reach them. Yeah. So, so, so that's what I would say. So I got no problem about missing targets because I just don't, I choose not to. I choose not to because, you know, if I'm going to set myself a target that's stretching, I'm doing it because I want to grow and I want to stretch myself. So therefore, I'm going to stretch into the person I need to be to, to hit it or achieve it. Like, you know, that's what it's all about. That's why I say it's a, it's a science. It's an art form. Like, you know what I mean? It's about getting it right. But if you get that right, you know, so like when I started my podcast, just to, to give you an idea, I called it Mike Armstrong's weekly podcast uh, because I, I started at the beginning of the lockdown and I, and I set it up with like pre-lockdown rules of engagement in mind. So I thought I can do one a, one a week, no problem. But once I did that one, I thought I gotta wait another week to do another one. I got more to say than this, yeah? So I changed it quickly to Mike's daily podcast, yeah? And then quickly as I started doing my daily podcast, I started doing three a day on average because I had more to say, yeah? After listening to some uh, 10X uh, Grant Cardone audios and and um, uh, the, 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 I think the magic of uh, thinking big, I decided to go much bigger. So I set myself a target of 10 a day, yeah? And actually I've been hitting 10 a day. I've probably been averaging eight a day. So I haven't been hitting target yet, yeah? Not every day, but what I tend to do is try and catch up the next day. So if the target is, is an average, you know, sometimes I'm getting that amount of episodes out. Sometimes I average 10. doesn't matter if I do five one day and 15 the next. So, you know, songs I'm getting it done. Right. Actually, I had my worst performance on the weekend. I did two. I did one Saturday, one Sunday. I normally do. Saturday and Sunday are the days I normally get the 10 done. Yeah? It's in the yeah. week I struggle sometimes to get the 10 done because I'm busy doing other things. But what happened is, the reason I, I set myself a target at 10 but struggle to hit it is because I've been on a 75-day challenge as well for the last, like, 75 days, um, which is, like, reading uh, 10 pages from a book, an educational book, uh, doing two forms of exercise, being on a diet, drinking a gallon of water, not drinking any alcohol. On top of my work targets, I've had these other challenges or targets to hit as well. So actually I set myself 10 knowing that I would be able to do 10, but at the moment I'm averaging eight, but that's because um, I'm doing this challenge, but the challenge finished on Friday, it was my last day. And then I decided to chill out Saturday and Sunday really, you know, because I've been full, full at it for like, you know, 75 days in a row. <clears throat> so now I've got to make up 18 or something through the week. <laughs> I'll make them up. 
you know, and so it doesn't really matter as long as you get to the uh, your end goal, as long as you hit your targets, it doesn't really matter in what order you hit them. It's like if you give yourself a, te mm. uh, a 10,000 revenue target, it doesn't matter if you do 10 1,000s or 1 10,000, still get there in the end, right. don't you? Yeah. Mm. Yeah, yeah, it's things like that. Yeah. It's like, like um, you know, yesterday, for example, I set myself a challenge of doing 1,000 press-ups. And it's like, I was, I was never ever going to do 1000 press ups in one go. That would have been impossible. Right. So I, so I, I made it quite realistic and done 100 every hour for, for 10 hours. Right. And I managed it. And then well, one, one yeah, period of, well, yeah, it's not that hard. Right. It's not really that hard. No, it's not, and it's not easy, period, but it's much easier. Right. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, I mean, yeah. So anyway, there was one hour where I went away and I completely forgot. I was on a bike ride and I was like, oh my God, now I need to do 250 and it, oh, 150. And it's like, okay, well, you know, well, there's two options. You either don't achieve it or you do. And you just need to, like your arms are going to hurt, but suck it up kind of thing. I also think it's really important. Um, something I think you was like sort of touching on, uh, but is like setting your own targets, you know, because it's a lot easier to achieve something that you personally want to achieve. Like, you know, as we said before, like looking in deep, like I, in my, in, in my role, what I've been doing for the past like 10 weeks, business coaching, I don't, first of all, I think I was, I was not having as good of an effect because I was sort of setting people targets for them. And then they're like, ah, oh, yeah, well, you know, like inside they might say, yeah, oh, that's a really good idea, Ben. Like, yes, I should be doing that. I agree with you. But then they're like, oh, it's not really my target. I'm kind of doing this for someone else. So the best idea is like, just think, what do you what, want what, to achieve? Like, for example, what went well? Yeah, exactly. Because then you're like, I done this for myself. It was an idea that I thought of. And, and it shows like your sort of strength, like in the world, right? How, what you can achieve. And, it, and it, it crystallizes that. I think a good way of doing that, if you're unsure, because a lot of people, you know, they're not sure. It's hard to say, what do I want? It's really hard, actually. It's just like, hey, what was good about last week? And could you have made that any better? And like what things didn't you enjoy about last week? Like, did anything spring up last week that maybe gave you a triggered response? You was angry or you felt like, oh, I can't be bothered to do this or whatever. It's like, yeah, just, you know, try and do all the stuff that made you feel good last week. Try and make it bigger and bring it into your work if you can, because, you know, that's like, that's going to keep it consistent. Bring it into your work and all the stuff that, you know, maybe you don't like doing, just try and negotiate it like you're gonna maybe need to do it but is there a way that works better for well, you and also in the end and then also in the end like what you've done a bit of a victory lap on the weekend right you've done your 75 and it's natural what you should be doing is saying hey now i've set myself that target don't don't be like oh hey you know you're talking to yourself hey i said we're gonna watch a movie later we're gonna you know have a pint or whatever it is right whatever you like doing don't say later oh well you know tricked you we're gonna do it again now because because you're having this fight with yourself and you're never going to achieve it. It's crazy. So, so I found that's quite important. Like also, you know, for me, I, I would always say, I'm going to watch a movie tonight. Like after I've done my work and I'd never, ever do it. I'd be like, got ya, got ya. I think it's really important to add those re rewards as well. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. In there. Yeah, definitely. You know, um, you've got to be careful. You don't associate certain rewards with certain activities, but, um, but, but it is good to give yourself a reward for, for achieving and, and one that especially gives you that incentive to keep going. Like what you said about setting your own targets. Whenever I work for companies, I always set my target as being the best in the company. So I had to look at what the other people were doing and go, okay, how do I become 
that person and I was pushing myself for me, not for the company. You know, the company told me to sell mm-hmm. 20 grand and, and, and the target was only six. I'd have gone, well, why are you up my target from 20 to six? But if I tell myself to try and do 20 grand when the target's only six, that's my right, that's my choice, isn't it? You know what I mean? So um, <laughs> yeah, I think it's cool. important. It's important for, for people to, to, like you say, pick their own targets, especially if you're in a company, you know, and, and you're given targets. As long as you don't pick a target lower than theirs, because otherwise you get fired. But pick something a bit better. Pick what you want to achieve. Set out, you know, how much do you want to earn and set the target at what you need to do to earn that and then work your way backwards. So if, for example, you're already at three grand, say, a month in sales and you want to be doing 10, then all you've got to do is three times more activity or you've got to do the same amount of activity and get the results one third better. Yes, yeah, so the conversion rates one third better, or the average order one third better, or whatever. So, there's ways of, of of achieving what you want to achieve just by taking the process backwards a bit and going, okay, what do I need to do with the process? I I help people with things like that because, you know, I used to be a sales director, so I said I was I was a bit measuring KPIs and and working out, you know, what you got to do. So, uh, you know, that, that that's what I would say there. So. Um, so yeah, brilliant. Um, we we covered quite a lot. I usually like to ask people how the lockdown's been for them, but you know you covered that. I usually like to ask people a little bit about what they've done in the past, which leads them to where they're doing now. We covered that. Um, so 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 actually we're at a stage now. I, I suppose we're we're. What are the plans for the future? You've you you may not have those crystallised at the moment because you've only just pivoted, and often you know it's going to take you a bit of time to settle into what you're doing to see actually where where you want to take it. But as you were having those contemplations and those thoughts to pivot towards coaching, have you had, you know, that big crystallized idea of, of what it is you're trying to achieve in the long term? Yeah, for sure. I mean, I mean, it's like I do have like detailed ideas in my head. I can I can envision like being in places and eating food with certain people that are like extremely empowering people that we can laugh and joke with. And like there's a lot of value in that as well, like, you know, building each other's characters and and helping each other um i really want to have like a massive freedom in my work you know be able to help people from wherever i'm located i've got so many friends in my previous jobs that are international and like really close friends like people i really like you know i love these people i want to go and travel travel with these people go and see them never be restricted in the same ways i was with my old job that's like hey yeah i mean i would love to come and see you maybe you say yes and you don't kind of mean it because you're like i know that i need to take some time off will that make uh, my manager less like like me less like will i annoy the staff how's that going to affect my my financial like my money coming in if i take two weeks off um all those things that kind of set me back in the past and made me feel like not the best friend you know i want to be able to achieve that so i want to speak with more people that also inspire me in the same way that my friends do you know like uh, really inspiring driven creative brave ambitious these kind of people you know maybe they're not 100 sure what they want to do and i can help focus them in that kind of way that's really cool and just travel the world, speak on big stages, do some more podcasts, maybe have my own podcast. I think that would be great. But mostly it's like helping people to make some transitional changes. I, I, I'm speaking to a lot of people at the moment that are like, univer- they're in university or they've just graduated or maybe they're thinking about doing a master's, whatever. They're like, they're not really sure what they actually want to do apart from they're passionate about the thing they're studying. 
And I would love, like, I mean, what's happened already has been incredible, but love to just help people, like guide them into a place where they love their job, that they've practiced it, they, they know what they want to do, their passions are extended into their workforce, like, sorry, their workplace. And, and you know, like my little sister, I've got a 15 year old sister, I would love for her to, you know, do exactly what she wants in her life. I just, I just think that's so important and empowering. Like when I was, when I was working in bars and restaurants, a lot of the time you don't really enjoy the environment that much. And you're always talking to each other. We could have a bigger, like we could do something else. We could do this. We could do that. And it's like, what I want to see in the world is that actually happening. People actually coming to me and asking, Hey, I've got some ideas, but I don't know how to execute them. Or, um, I'm not exactly like, I'm not exactly sure how to follow up on my passions or what kind of job role I want. I just want to see loads of people blossoming in their field and becoming the best they can at that. And then at the end of the day, like, you know, the metaphorical day, we're like all chilling together, having like some great food in like whichever country we want, because we're, we're not limited by a venue or a time. We kind of make our own rules and we're extremely happy to be blossoming in that and I just like to be someone that people can speak to for some advice you know like oh hey speak to my friend Ben he might be able to help you out like how cool is that you know so that's kind of what similar, similar, very similar goals as me I see myself speaking on big stages around the world and making friends with people around the world traveling a lot spending time with them you know, helping them in their business, all that. So it looks like we're doing very similar things. So good on you there. I, yeah. I, I agree with everything you're doing because I do it myself. And, uh, you know, the more, <laughs> um, the more entrepreneurship that's spread on the planet, the more people that can actually be given the proper education of life and not just, you know, the, the education they're given in the schooling system in order to go and do a job very well for someone. You know, it's about uh, what yeah. can they do for themselves. You know, what can they do for to take ownership of their life rather than just you know to commit to work for another business for a long time? So um, you know, I think um, you're probably you know able to reach out and, and speak to some of the people that need this help probably better than I am because you're in the the you know the slightly above peer group age than they're at, whereas I'm a bit further yeah. removed. Yeah. So you know, I I, I have entrepreneurs in their twenties and thirties. Um, I think if you was to help those entrepreneurs, you know, the ones at the moment, the, the kids who are like, well, I'm in hospitality, I can't get a job, what can I do? You know, they've got a phone in their hand, think of something <laughs> and start doing it, like, you know what I mean? So, so, so like, this is the best time to, to take ventures is when you haven't got anything to lose, yeah? And if you're not yeah. in a job and you're not making an income, you've got nothing to lose. You know, you're living at your parents, you haven't got a cost of living to, to worry about. So now is the time to take risks and take big ones. Because it doesn't matter if it all goes wrong, you just don't get a job like you was going to anyway. You know what I mean? Yeah. So you've got a lot more to lose in life when you've got a lot more to lose. So take your choices and make your risks and make your plays when you've got nothing to lose. I think so many youngsters, right. they, they don't get given that um, a mental strength training, that goal and target setting training. They, they, they're too mollycoddled by their parents these days, too spoiled a lot of the time. And so they don't get off their arse and do anything. And then they end up in boring jobs for 10, 20 years. And then by the time it's, they get bored of that and they want to get off their ass and do so, then they've got things to lose. <clears throat> so they do it all the wrong way around. So, you know, what I would do, say to them and encourage them and encourage you to reach out to them because these are the people who will come into your parties. 
these are the people that you know are in your downline of your social group if you like you know the the, the younger brothers and sisters of, of your peers and, and, and whatever they're not my group you know what I mean but they're yours so if I can empower you to go and empower them I'd say you know if that's that's an area that that is you know well well worth investing in because you know, people shouldn't these 17, 18, 19, 20, 21 year old kids should not be worrying about college and uni and coronavirus and lack of hospitality jobs and lack of this and lack of that. What they should be concentrating on is what can I do that's going to make me happy in the world, build me a career and make me make money doing something I enjoy. That's what they should be worried about and working out how to do that on their phone. You know what I mean? The thing costs five, six hundred quid and you're walking around with it constantly in your hand. You know, stop TikToking and stop playing games and find a way of making money using the thing. Yeah, I mean, there's loads of great ways people just like what, what I've really done for like loads of people, what I've really inspired a lot of people to do is literally just reach out to other people either in their field, like to find out if that's what they want to do, you know, just speak to someone in your field. That's always a good start. Speak to someone in the field that you want to go down, get them on the phone. Hey, do you like your job? Like, Hey, like what bits is good or whatever you can do that. Or you can speak to someone who would like find value in your service. You know, like if, if you're at uni and you've been but studying volunteer, something, I always you, say volunteer, like, volunteer doing a few different things. Right. And then you see what you like. And, and ultimately, if you volunteer someone, you offer good value and you love it, you'll offer more value and, you, and, and you'll love it more and they'll love you and they'll employ you. Right. I actually, I actually have a system for this, like what is based on my hospitality, like on hospitality and, and business ventures that I've done, which is called complimentary cocktails. So it is that volunteer aspect. Give something away for free. Like if you've got a value like you can bring to the world now, if you like your hobby, if you, um, if you are doing well in your studies, like, you know, you've been studying for a long time in this. So try and see if it works in the real world. Give a complimentary cocktail, like a cocktail of your, of, of your values and your, um, and your products and services, right? Give a cocktail of that. Give it to someone for free. And then if you do it in the right way, people will be inspired either to ask for more like, or to give a donation like, wow, like you changed my life with that. Or wow, that was so good. If it's a product, especially people like, do I owe you anything? Yeah, sure. Like donate to this page if you'd like. That's a good way to do it. That's a way that I've done in the past. Like donate to this so I can see how much the value of that service is. Like after a while, you'll get an, an average and you're earning money to do it. And then second one is ask someone uh, to share it with a friend, like a referral, right? Hey, maybe if you can't pay me or if you, you know, this is the early stages, so I'm not ex necessarily expecting you to. Is there someone else I can add some value to? Whilst we're in lockdown, we've got nothing else to do, especially now, you know? And then the other one is um, ask for a review, like a cocktail, right? I, 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 got, I, I improved so many of the bars that I worked at by just asking for reviews, just finding ways to get reviews. Engagement, because then you find out what's engagement. working really people, well. People free marketing for right. you. Exactly, yeah. Like you do your service that you was going to do, like that you probably wasn't going to do, but you was going to study for a while or your, or your hobby that you was going to do for yourself. Bring it out to the world. People are going to respond in a certain way. But if you also do it in a nice way, you're not like making them committed to, you have to pay me, you have to give a review, you have to give a referral. Don't forget, it's a complimentary cocktail. It's a free service. So you say it in a way that's so nice and like warm. You say, hey, if you want to walk away after taking just a couple of sips of this cocktail, no problem like i just it's even valuable for me to just put it out in the world you know i actually just i actually this feedback. was actually part just of your feedback what right. do you think of the cocktail well, that's value 
Right, like even like basically, I, I started in in uh, the lockdown selling like portable cocktail experiences, and what what I done was I just asked some people. I just put free complimentary cocktails or free cocktails. You get them, and like loads of people gave me donations, which I wasn't even really expecting. You know, I was like, I'm gonna put this here and see if it works. Good donations. I was getting. I was getting referrals and reviews. Everything I wanted, but then there was a couple of people that didn't give anything, and then you're like okay, well, what's the re what was the reason for that? And you try and like work it out, like what was their experience? And if you can get in contact with them, just say like, oh, hey, I know I haven't heard anything from you. Was there like a reason? You know, in a kind, nice, endearing way, like you actually want to know like three weeks down the line and they'll tell you. Or the other thing is you had the experience of just putting it together and just look at, and just seeing the intricacies of this works. Oh, this it's leaking here. I kept seeing that was a problem. It's leaking. So my idea is not fully complete. And then that's what you do. You just work on that. The, the, step one is get your idea out there. Step two is um, change your idea a little bit. And step three is change the world. That's the way I see it, right? Yeah. And that's, that's, I think that's all it is. Say it out there. And there's a, yeah, but there's a lot of youngsters, for example, who say, well, you know, I can't get a job, but they've got nothing on their CV of practicalness. Yeah, what they've got is, is education. Education's great, but it doesn't show you that you can use that education in an applied way to a benefit of a business you know so so that's why i say to people well just volunteer for somewhere volunteer for a business because people haven't got the money just to spend money on stuff that they they're taking a risk on they're thinking is this person gonna work or not they don't have the money but if you say listen let me just volunteer for a couple of weeks or whatever you know um, and then you can see what i can do then not only are you getting practical skills and a relationship with someone who could potentially employ you but if not you've got something on your cv to to to, to show other people which puts you a little bit different than the rest plus it also right. means when you get asked questions in an interview you actually got real life scenarios and situations and stuff to talk about so like mm -hmm. I, I always think well, it's not that hard to get a job really people there's thousands of people at the moment going it's hard to get a job it's hard to get a job it's hard to get a job it's not that hard to get a job go volunteer somewhere there's millions of places that take you on straight away <laughs> you know what i mean and companies ain't gonna companies ain't gonna keep slave labor for long they'll test you out for a while and then they'll decide to get rid of you if you're no good or they'll pay you after a while you know what i mean they're not gonna keep you on forever so just be willing to do that extra bit like you know go that extra mile yeah for sure i remember like when i was younger and i really related to this a lot i don't relate to it anymore but it's like this circle and it's like literally a vicious circle of uh something like need need experience to get a job need a job to get experience and it's like let me like the one thing that just breaks it up is how about you just go and get like Stop thinking about a job for a minute, like, oh, as in a physical thing, I need an employer to like me and sit down and interview. He's like, hey, just go and do it for a bit, you know? Go and do the thing. You know, go get experience. Like me, I got promoted nine times in six years in a corporate uh, tech startup business, yeah? And that's because I did more than they were paying me for. So I volunteered all the time. When I was a salesperson, I volunteered to be an assistant manager until they made me one. When I was an assistant manager, I volunteered to be a manager until they made me one. When I was a manager, they vo I volunteered to be a business development manager until they made me one. You know, I kept volunteering to be the role above by doing the stuff I wasn't getting paid for. Eventually, they give it to me. So, you know, I know this stuff works because it works. Why wouldn't it work? Somebody come to me now and they said, listen, I, I'm going to volunteer for, for, a, for a while. I, I can't afford to take people on at the moment. Like, yeah. But if somebody said to me, I'm going to volunteer for a while, I'm going to you know, go out door to door, just commission only sales or whatever, I pay them a massive commission. 
it's even that I don't bother recruitment commission only sales because not many people do that. But that's how I started out in sales. It's that commission only. I was getting paid what I was worth. And that's how I learned right. to sell lots because I wanted to be worth more. <laughs> you know? Mm. But but you know, so that's why I, I look at it's just the same as you know, unfortunately I look at this a little bit as well. And kids don't want to start at the bottom, they want to go in higher up. You know, that's why it's weird that we voted Brexit. We don't want any immigrants in the country because it's only the immigrants who are willing to start at the bottom. I mean, unfortunately, a lot of the entitled generations, I would call them, of, of the, 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 the last 20 odd years, I'd say, a lot of those entitled generations don't want to start at the bottom. They want to go straight in high up. They're not willing to, whereas I, when I started 20 odd, 23, 4, however long years ago, I started at 15, I'm 42 now, however long that was, I was willing to do anything. I did a door to door commission only double blazing sales job because it's a foot on the ladder. You've got to be prepared to do yeah. what you've got to do. It's probably one of the hardest jobs in the world, door-to-door sales. Why do you think people don't like starting at the bottom that much? Because I've spoke to people and they're like, yeah, well, it's not going to be good if I start something now or whatever. And it's like, yeah, no, of course, it's not going to be great. Like, you're going to look back at, say, this podcast, maybe you look back at the first one and you just... Yeah, well, I think it's because um, I think it's because the kids these days are, are overly spoiled. Unfortunately, uh, in my opinion, they're a little bit soft. I actually am quite glad coronavirus come along because I think it's going to make Britain a bit tougher again because we lost our war generation, and I think we were getting a little bit too soft, a little bit too entitled, and a bit too spoiled. You know, unfortunately, like when I was a kid, for example, I was out playing all of the time and getting a bit of rough and tough, playing in the woods, riding bikes walking to school every day and all of that. All of that's gone now. People are home all the time. They're being mollycoddled by their parents. They're playing games. They're being dropped to school to, at 16, you know, still not walking their own way to school and walking back and all this sort of thing. And I think the generation is just a little bit soft. And I just don't think they're prepared to do the work at the bottom levels that it requires because those bottom levels, they're tough. It's hard work. And I think the kids this day and age, they look at that and they go, I don't want to do that. It's, not, it's beyond me. It's, it's beneath me. I'm entitled. I'm entitled to something better than this. You know, yeah. don't forget, these kids have been getting four or 500 quid gadgets every Christmas for the last 10 years. They don't value money. Like, like back in my day, you know, I'd be lucky to get maybe 100 quid at Christmas. These guys get new phones every year worth three, four, 500 quid. You know what I mean? I get a pair of trainers and a, and a tracksuit and be happy with it, you know? I know older generations, older generations than me, they get an orange and some nuts in a sock. You know what I mean? What I was saying to you is, is that when you, yeah. when, when you make people entitled, they become entitled. You know what I mean? And sometimes it takes a bit of realism in the world. That's why I like coronavirus, because it's made a bit of realism. I don't like anyone who's died from it. And luckily, I haven't been touched by anyone that way. You know, and that's not, not good for anyone. But actually, people who can have a bit of reflection and a bit of actually, I'm not entitled to the world. The world doesn't owe me a favour. And whatever, I, you know, whatever I've got to do, I've got to, or whatever I want out of the world, I've got to make happen. You know I mean? There's too many people this day and age. I get contacted all the time on social media now by people who want me to give them money or give them a start or whatever. I'm like, I didn't ring you when I needed a start. I just got on and did it. You know what I mean? Stop asking me for money. I get contacted all the time by people in all around the world. They want me to lend them money and give them money and all that. I say, listen, I'll give you some free advice. You know, you're an adult. 
take responsibility for your own life and your own mm. actions and go and do something to make it happen. You know what I mean? There's always something you could do. It's just a lot of people don't, they, they haven't thought about it because they haven't been advised it. I wasn't advised it. I just went out and learned it. Get into the world and find, find a way, you know? Yeah. I think, yeah, I mean, it's, I mean, for me, the quarantine, like the, obviously the quarantine aspect has been beneficial, you know, like, as we said, as we said at the beginning, like very much, you need to be accountable. And, you know, all the time where we're like, well, you know, the, you say, oh, the world could end tomorrow. And like, for once, it actually feels like the world could end tomorrow. And you're like, wow, I, I really, I really, really was taking a lot of stuff for granted. Like the world, could, it felt, you know, especially at the beginning times. And it was like dress rehearsals for the apocalypse. And it's like, yeah, the world can actually yeah, change. Not, not only is there a global pandemic, but we, we've got a number of countries that have got, you know, buttons that they can destroy the world in. And, and, and the craziest people ever we've ever had in charge of those buttons. You know what I mean? Nothing is ever for granted. Like, you know what I mean? Nothing, you know, the whole dinosaur race got ex made extinct at some point. You know what I mean? Yeah. You only got one life. And whether, you know, the human race gets extinct or not, there's a guarantee that in about 80, 90 years of existence, you're going to be made extinct. Ex 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 <laughs> you know what I mean? So, so whether, you know, it doesn't really matter about the human race. It's just, you know, are you going to actually take hold of your life and do something with it or actually just, you know, get in the circle of the rat race and the doing the same as everyone else and then get to the end of life like most people with a, a bag full of regrets. I wish I did this, I wish I did that, I wish I did the other, like, you know? Yeah, that's a massively scary thing, you know? Just like going through so much of your life, like, oh, I, I can't remember one day from, from the next and, and you get caught in these circles. That, that really does scare me. Like, you know, I... I recently just, you know, well, I just decided, you know, make change for change sake. Sometimes you don't need to always have an answer. Just like do it to like create this mentality where it's like, if something changes, you're ready, you know, like say for example, you, there's a big thing that you want to change in your life. Like maybe quitting smoking, like well, maybe if you could change your diet to start with and show how determined you are at that. And then you can make changes down the line when something big happens and you need to make the change. And it's like, um, extreme accountability. We call it sometimes like, uh, people in my network like as in take so much accountability for the things in your world that it's like you know things really affect you that much and, and take massive accountability for the people that are in your circle to help them through these times it's not your fault that everyone's in quarantine but can you make this quarantine experience better for other people like you know you're stuck in a household with someone if you could make the house just tidy all the time or or, or learn how to cook or something right your life's going to get better. You're going to change the world. And I just think that's massively important. Exactly. I, I probably read and listened to 12 plus maybe 13, 14 books, audio books, educational books, business books during lockdown. In the early part of lockdown, there was a billion online courses that were free. I probably went on about 20 of them. Like, you know what I mean? You know, I, I used the, the, the opportunity to educate and fulfill myself. I'm 43 years of age coming up September. And I'm a lifelong learner. And if I think there's more to learn, the more I learn, the more I understand, the less I know. Because there's so much to learn. And it's, it's ridiculous, like, you know. And, you know, I study some of the best people on the planet in the areas that I want to be the best person on the planet at. 
because you know ultimately what's what's the point of learning off people who aren't the best on the planet you know what i mean so that would be my advice to youngsters is find people who are where you want to be and study them learn from them try and get them to be your mentors do whatever you can to because to, ultimately you know it might take me 60 years to get to where i want to someone else might want to do the same thing as me and get there in 40 years if they if they learn off me they, they, they're going to get 30 years of learning crammed into five years they just save 25 years like you know what i mean yeah so, i so think that's being clever well that's like that's like our field right and that's the thing i think a lot of people i don't know what's there's like maybe a bad idea about coaches and you know helping people like reaching out to someone is so important like have someone who's done maybe not even done the stuff that you've done before but just can mentor you on the journey so like for me i don't need to have done the same thing as someone else i don't need to be like in tech or or in sales or selling whatever it is like recruitment for example right i don't need to do that it's just like i need to help someone reflect their own journey and help them get to that point people find it very very hard to just base it off the off themselves right like i done this that was wrong that was right just like you know branch out speak to people get mentors like you said i think that that's so important like really start thinking about the world is like lineage right like what what can you get from the people that have come before you or even they don't really need to have come before you but what can you take from someone else's journey and then add it to your journey and then what can you do next with that is give it to someone else it's like all this time like perfecting how to become like a good role model really that that's really like a big thing yeah, definitely. And like I say, you know, the reason I created a podcast is to help people. And I listen to other people who create their content to help people. So, you know, I constantly got 30 years worth of experience to help people. But I listen to people who've got 50 years of experience so that they can help me to help more people. You know what I mean? And, and it's just a, a flow, like you say. And it's interesting, actually, you mentioned flow earlier. Because I didn't cover my, my, my seven-step success formula. But I got a seven-step uh, success formula called Streams. So, like my my five-step happiness formula um, is uh, smart, and that's just for being happy. It's how to be smart in life and, and make you know your life enjoyable by being happy. And then Streams is is the success formula. So that is um, systems, technology, relationships, efficiency, action, marketing, and sales. Basically, if you can nail those seven areas of life. And, and this is a lifetime formula, not a not a daily formula. And it's not a it's not an exact formula. This this is just seven areas of your life you need to just keep growing until you hit the level of success you know that you want to hit, whatever that is for you. You just keep doing those things. But if you if you make sure you work to the right systems, you implement technology which helps you with systems and efficiencies. You make sure you you're building relationships around you you're working on efficiencies and actions and you're doing marketing and sales then they are the, the the things that can make most people all people probably very successful in life and actually if you put the two formulas together it's called smart streams and, and that is an elite business performance formula because you can do the success element without the smart element but you could burn out quite quickly because you're not looking after yourself yeah but you, if you do the smart stuff and keep yourself happy, then you get long-term consistent performance in your success. So you can keep building your success, 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 but actually keep building your life, your life, your life as well, and your energy and your, your wellness, if you like, which, which, which um, puts it all together as a, a consistent elite business performance. 
And actually, I say well, the smart streams will put you into full flow. So, so like, like you said, you're reading the book about flow. Yeah. Well, you know, ultimately, a lot of people have not really experienced flow. No, I've actually been in full flow a number of times, and it's awesome. And, and, and basically, if you're chasing the right things and you're, and, and you're investing in the right relationships and the right efficiencies and taking the right actions, etc., you will end up in flow where, you know, people who haven't been in flow won't know what that's like. But it's just, you know, I, I once, after winning my Network of the Year award, I was probably sleeping three hours a night and working the rest of the time. And I was just loving it. I was, I was thinking like a ninja, you know, overviewing everyone, just, just, just a completely different, and there's certain things that I can do in my life which put me into those states. So I've been in, I've been in three month flows, six month flows. It's just it's hard you go in and out of them. But you know if you can consistently get into flow, you'll just smash life. You know, mm. and that's about getting yeah. the right balance of, of things, activities that you want to do on a day to day basis, and the achievements that you want to achieve. Because for me, it's all getting into flow. A lot is about ticking off things on the list, big things on the list. To, and going into autopilot, you know, you're doing the right things every day, day in, day out, to achieve those big things on your list. And you just start smashing them out of the way. You are like a full flow. You're like a river, a, a raging river, where you know, you're going to stick a couple of cars in front of me and I'm just going to knock them out of the way. Yeah, for sure. I think the autopilot thing is like, um, there's like pros and cons. You don't really want to be an autopilot, you know, in the way that we said before about your life becomes a bit of a... It's yeah, you don't so, want to be in that sort of autopilot, but one where you're achieving the things you want to achieve and you're smashing them out of the way and you're doing it without actually even trying, yeah, that sort of autopilot is a, is a pretty good one. So it's a difference. One, one autopilot is aimless. It's just going around in circle. And the other autopilot is, is like, a, it's like an airplane taking off. Yeah, it's going yeah. in one direction very fast. Yeah yeah like certain things that you can have like do like it, it does it itself almost like you've got to a point where it's working and you can just enjoy the ride you know like if it is like a plane taking off you just kind of can sit back and enjoy the ride whilst you're in this flow the yeah. flow the flow thing is really important to like bring to you know real life like real life as well as just business because that's the thing i think loads of people miss out they're like during during the work time they sacrifice being who they want to be and having like that kind of enjoyment so that they can kind of get paid and they can be seen like to be good by their boss and that they fit in like they're in like this group now where no one can really pinpoint them they just they work as a group now and but the thing is you know when you when you're in flow and you, and you bring your personality into the work that you're doing as well you stand out and it's like that's where you thrive and not just survive all the time yeah yeah definitely and, and, and that, that that comes down to if you're doing something you love and you're putting all of your energy and, and emotion into it like you know what i mean most people don't put their emotion or their motion into anything so so they're not going to get into full flow because they're usually doing things they don't enjoy and they're not putting themselves into it. But if you give, if you do something you love and you put yourself into it and you give yourself your all to it, then, you know, sometimes you can be smashing things. It's like Tiger Woods when he was winning title after title after title. But if you asked him, he was probably less tired, you know, playing all those games and winning all those titles than all the other people around him who were losing all the time. Yeah. yeah. It's and true. he was doing more. He was playing longer. He was winning more. He was achieving more. He was doing more for actually operating at a place where he was probably giving of himself less. 
Yeah. Yeah. I think, that's, it. I think that's true as well. Yeah. Like people think, Oh, you know, if I put my energy into that and then it's going to suck my energy. It's like, no, it's like momentum, you know, like very famous person in the podcasting world, Joe Rogan, he talks about momentum so much as in you got to keep this like kind of like the flow, right? You got to get into this thing where it's just one thing after another, like, you know, sometimes Mondays suck, like what you've pointed out in your Monday motivation. The reason is because you kind of stopped doing what you were doing and the momentum's no longer there. And you need to start it again. It's like, if you're in that place, go out like what we've said before already, go out, try and volunteer to do something, just like create that momentum and and the, and the wheels will just start to keep turning and i think that's that's really cool and 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 like for, for example even bringing it to like a way that people might have experienced it before you know sometimes you get out of the gym and you're full of energy and it's like well i, I, sh I shouldn't be full of energy i just expended it or it's like no yeah my my muscles hurt my i'm, I'm like kind of tired but like i'm ready to go again nothing's going to yeah. stop me i'm walking home and i'm like yeah, I'm the man. Like, I'm, the, I'm that wave that's going to crash through these cars. Yeah, exactly. So, and, and, and that's it, yeah. So, so I actually work just as hard on the weekends, a little bit softer maybe, but, but hard. I work hard every day, but I enjoy what I do. So it's not, I'm, I'm like that Tiger Woods. I'm going out and I'm winning and I'm enjoying what I'm doing. So I'm working hard, but it doesn't feel like it's hard work. Mm. Whereas there are people out there working eight hours a day and I work in, I work in 16 you know what I mean? 17 some days, yeah? But I don't feel as tired as that because I'm doing things I enjoy. They only do, so there are people who work three hours a day that will feel more knackered than I do. Yeah, yeah for sure. It's not yeah, a time no, thing, it's an enjoyment thing. I agree with you. I think also, you know, like in, in this coronavirus times, time time itself is is so different right because it's like we you know all the shops are closed we don't have like the nightlife and all this it's like you know kind of create your own sort of time that you want this stuff to work in and, and make that work I, I think that's really cool as well like that's, you know you don't, you don't need to do the nine to five that someone else is no, doing that's why it i love the time as well that's why i love the time because i like to be in charge of my own timeline so although i work 16 17 hours a day some of that work is on me it's exercising, it's nutrition and that, because I'm part of work. You know, if I don't keep myself looking good, feeling good, being great, then I'm not gonna have a business. So, so that is part of work. I'm exercising every day as part of my job to keep myself sustained, fit, and being able to keep the momentum going. So although I'm working 16 hours a day, I can pick and choose when I want to go for a run. I can pick and choose when I want to go for a ride. I can pick and choose when I want to stop and have something to eat. I can even pick and choose if I want to go and watch the telly for an hour or whatever. I'm in control of the, the timeline. You know what I mean? Which is why I can work 16 hours and, and feel less tired than someone working three or five or eight. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because those people can't do anything they want when they want. They're having to do everything on someone else's timeline. And that's why lockdown has allowed other people to join my timeline. My timeline is I work when I want to work. I don't, I, I work on me the, the rest of the time. You yeah, know I mean? for sure. So I think, so I think uh, a lot of other people have joined me in that timeline as well and started to realize that that's what's possible. And that's what's really good as well is that, you know, it's not just, it's like if I ring, if I, if I think, oh, I want to ring someone now, it might be eight o'clock in the morning. I think, oh yeah, I can try them. Rather than before, I think, oh, they're probably on the commute or whatever. You know, I'm going wow. to eight, eight o'clock at night now. I'm thinking, yeah, I can try them. They're not doing anything. Yeah. They're going to be home, sat in front of their laptop on a Zoom call. Right, for sure. I think 
it's like yeah it's really cool you know like to sort of look at all the time that you have in the day and, and see as like that as like business opportunities in the way that you are like you know just keeping yourself active and using that and it's like what i said to a few people before i, I spoke to them on friday and was like what what think about your weekend what part of your weekends did you really really enjoy and what parts of that do you want to extend forward and like for me for example i went to see one of my friends we went for a bike ride right and it was like you know that kind of uh, value that we have in these conversations like I said before what kind of people do you want to invite and then you can see the things that spring up in your in your just conversations when you're really enjoying life you're like wow I added value here or or that was really fun I just really enjoyed that can I extend that into my real life can I next time that that's that becomes part of my life would I count that as a working hour and then it's like wow wow I get to do what I love and count it as my working hours and then you know maybe not straight away i'm going to get paid for it like what we said before maybe you might want to do some volunteering stuff but still you're putting in a working hour and you're doing what you love doing and then afterwards when 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 it's like more of a self-manager you're managing yourself and it's like hey i want to go and watch tv it's like yes because i i earned that not because i not because my shift's over and the manager told me to get out or whatever it's like no i want to go and watch tv and i want to enjoy that I think that's an amazing feeling that a lot more people should should be tapping yeah. into. Well, well, most people they work five days and they have two days off, right? So that is like uh, that is um, five out of seven. So out of ten, it's going to be like something like seventy percent work, thirty percent play. Yeah. So most people are doing seventy percent work, thirty percent play. I actually do about thirty percent play each day. Uh -huh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So therefore, you know, on a ratio of the week, I'm doing more than they are. Like, you know what I mean? Because I don't see it as like five days of good days and two days, sorry, two days of good days and five days of bad. I see it as seven days of good days. Because every day, yeah. the stuff that people like to do on the weekend, I do in the week. I do what I want to in the week. But I also work on the weekend. But when I work on the weekend, I'm doing stuff I enjoy doing that I would do if I wasn't working on the weekend. So I'm doing a podcast or I'm recording an episode or I'm listening to an audio book or I'm going for a bike ride and I cast off. So to me, there's no such thing as difference between work and life, sorry, work and play. It's all life. You know what I mean? It's all life. So, so when I'm sat working, I always got the telly on in the background. So I, I'm like, I'm like double living. I'm like living. I'm, I'm like watching TV relaxing playing and i'm working on a laptop or a doing some social media or whatever working so i'm actually getting there's there's two of me so so the 16 hours of day, a day i'm working i'm actually living 16 hours a day and working 16 hours a day so actually having twice as much life as most people are having yeah i mean i my approach is slightly different like i do work and have focused work time but then but my my actual non-work time doesn't differ that much like i really love getting in, in engaging and like valuable conversations with people and maybe spending more time on my own personal health or or looking at like i don't know other areas of, of ways that i can help people i suppose you know on the weekend i even do like gardening for neighbors because at the beginning of coronavirus that was another thing that i was trying to tap into was like going out putting out some leaflets hey guys i, I would like to you know i can add value by improving your front gardens giving quotes and and that kind of 
went off and now I don't really I, I don't have it as like a hustle I don't want to do it it kind of like springs up even sometimes I'm like with the neighbors like I'm like covering my face like hiding like oh my god I'm gonna have to have a job but it's good it's still enjoyable it's lovely to be able to help these people but just let these things spiral to, to that kind of point um what I mean by you know the difference there is I spend five week, five days a week and I'm like on LinkedIn quite a lot, like making connections, building connections, stuff like that. On the weekend, I, I really only will open it for a message rather than to put content out there because I get to have more valuable experiences with the people that are really close to me. Like again, like I spoke to one of my friends and, and she's thinking about moving. She's got a really good job. She might be like one of my most high paid friends, right? She's got a really good job. And then she's like, I don't like it anymore, which happens, you know, like that happens. And so just like having these valuable experiences with her where we just chat and, and I can just by nat just like naturally, not like coaching her, but like sit down and start to understand where she wants to go in her work. And, and that's amazing. That's extremely valuable. And, you know, I spoke, I speak to other people like, uh, people in sports fields and it's like you know on your weekend you can just tap into that and go and try out a new sport or or go and help someone with that because if it's fun just don't do it in a way where maybe you're gonna go in your uniform or like whatever maybe you don't have a uniform but go in with that attitude maybe go in with more of your, your personal uh, personality and a bit more of like an open mind where maybe you could be like you could learn something a bit easier by trying something new and then bring it into your week that's kind of how things work for me even like for example um not not the weekend that went the weekend before i was watching loads of harry potter because i started to get into the idea of like storylines and like metaphors that run really deep in in um in like cult classic movies i, I think that's what it would be called like a really popular movies and when i'm watching it i just sort of take that approach that open-minded approach of like maybe they mean this and then you can follow it up throughout the week, which I done was like, do little bits of like, oh, you know, in Harry Potter, the same thing happens. Like he's faced with a similar problem. You just don't realize it because in his world, there's magic. And in your world, there's not. And it's like, yeah, try and tap into those things, things that you're interested in, but you don't always have the time when, you know, like right now, you know, I, I couldn't be watching Harry Potter personally. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, I've been watching David Dickens' uh, Real Deal He's on the telly in the background. <laughs> <laughs> but, <laughs> That's a bit of a difference. It's a bit of a difference, but uh, you know, um, yeah. Uh, I think we, we 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 pretty much covered a lot of things. I'm conscious yeah. uh, we we've been going for I think hour coming up to hour and a half. How do wow. people get in touch with you if they're interested in uh, getting to find out a bit more about you and your coaching and all that? Yeah, for sure. So, I mean, you can find me on Facebook or on LinkedIn. Those would be two of my preferred sort of uh, platforms. My name's Ben Savile. On LinkedIn, uh, Ben Savile, the brighter business coach. And uh, is this, does this have video, your podcast? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It yeah, does. Cool. Okay. So you just, yeah. just follow the, just follow the ginger fro, right? And then you'll find me. So. <laughs> and you're based in Nottingham, aren't you, Ben? No, no, no. I was based in Nottingham. I've moved back to London at the beginning of, um, just a little bit before lockdown, I moved back to London. So yeah, I'm in I'm in uh, East London. Okay, all right. I've got a mate who's got a, a hospitality a consultancy business in uh, London. He travels all okay. around the world as a hosp hospitality consultant. So it might be worth uh, you, you hooking up with him. 
Yeah, that would be great, actually. Yeah, I'd love to speak He's to He's a big you. open networker, big Grant Cardone fan, similar to myself. So uh, his name's uh, Seb, Sebastian. So uh, I'll, I'll send you his details. I'll do an invite or something and see if uh, there's anything you might be able to do to work with each other or help each other or whatever. Yeah, for sure, man. I'm always happy to, to uh, you know, just speak to people, which, however it goes, like connections are so important in the world. And, and just to add to that invitation for people to reach out to me, like, let's actually make something real like you know if you've heard me speak and you enjoy some stuff or whatever we can just have a call you know we could just get to know each other and see where it goes and that's it you know we could just become best friends if that's like if that's what happens you know nothing bad is going to come of it so i'd be interested to see where that goes that's good yeah and and and, and tag me in on any social media posts and i'll and i'll reshare it and stuff plus also um if you get like 10 likes in a, on a post in the first hour it goes viral on linkedin uh, uh-huh. so if you know that or not yeah I didn't know that. no so 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 ultimately if if you like and comment my post and i like and comment yours and that's only nine more you need yeah, <laughs> yeah. and i actually uh-huh. belong to a pod so i get 10 regularly so most of, a lot of my posts go to five hundred thousand views but yeah uh-huh. whereas without the 10 likes they'll probably hit 50 yeah so um so i my I regular uh, i belong to a couple of different networks etc and obviously i've got uh, people who like i got a linkedin pods where we we put the posts out we grab the link and we put it into whatsapp in a whatsapp group and then uh, everyone jumps on the links then and likes them and comments them. we do them at certain times of the day so that you okay. can get them done with that hour and that but but you know start liking and commenting my stuff and i'll start liking and commenting yours and we're actually helping yeah, each other to spread the message and, and spread the word you know further like you know which is what it's all about you know I'm, I'm big into collaboration you know i don't see uh, competition or competitiveness in any of that I, I compete with myself and and the best people on the planet in the areas that, that i want to be the best on the planet at but you know for me it's about collaborating with as many people as i can to get to where i want to get to and to help them get to where they want to get to sure no, 100%. I find it odd when people are not so willing to make real connections. Like they're very happy with just the, just the click connect button. It's like, no, let like, you know, you got something that I can add value to and you got something you can add value here. And it's like, let's just do that. You know, that's, that's, that's very valuable. I think, um, so. I think there's, there's three different ways why, why that happens sometimes. I think sometimes some people are selfish, just life. I think some people are ignorant, so they just don't know the benefits of actually getting involved in the, in the engagement. And I think some people are just busy, you know? Yeah. But I, I would say that you should, you should not be selfish. You know, this planet is one of giving. The more you give, the more you get. So you shouldn't be selfish. So life's never too busy to form good, long-lasting relationships, yeah? And, and, and there's no reason in this day and age of knowledge and the internet to be ignorant of anything. So that's what I would say. So you know, I'm sticking that out there. Anyone out there who's ignorant, busy, or selfish, pull your finger out. <laughs> cool. I like. Yeah, that's a good way to end it. I think. Okay. Brilliant. Uh, thanks very much for coming on the podcast and for sharing your information and chatting with me. And uh, I wish you all the best. Yeah. You too, man. Thank you so much for the opportunity. See you yes. later. Bye. Bye. Right. Nothing else left for me to say now, other than have a great day. I know I will. And thanks very much for listening. Cheers. Bye. This episode was brought to you in conjunction with Startup 
and SME web design business, 333 Websites, which are available at www.333websites.co.uk and Mike Armstrong's Coaching, which is available at uh, mikearmstrong.me forward slash coaching. Um, There's nothing else left for me to say now other than have a great day. I know I will. And don't forget, you can do it. Thank you very much for listening. Cheers. Bye-bye.